You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome to The Uncommon Podcast, where I am your host, Philip. Hey, I'm Ryan. Thanks for tuning in. Another one for you. Holy holistic health. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, that was nice. Uh, we've been talking about it. Uh, this one, we kind of broke that down into three areas, mental, physical, and emotional. Uh, today, we're going to talk about mental. And this is one that we would always caveat. We're not professionals. Uh, you can do a better job than I am. So go ahead. You take it from here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to kind of look at mental as well as emotional health. And we shared this in the episode we did on just physical health and fitness. So really just defining holistic health as optimal physical, mental, emotional, even spiritual well-being. And just the realization that this doesn't happen on accident, like it requires great discipline and consistent effort over time. Mm-hmm. I think we would make the argument that it's a goal that you never really arrive at. Absolutely. Like it's a, a lifelong pursuit, but your health will impact every other area of your life, the other five uh, pillars. So your relationships, your your work, your um, your stewardship, your faith, and even the vision that you create for your life. So, absolutely. Okay, I want to start with a question. Oh, all right, right Get off the off bat. Off of me, Ryan's okay. like, oh dear. <laughs> I was. Uh, I'm not surprised. We're doing. You should be. Uh, <laughs> my wife and I were doing marriage counseling or like pre-marriage counseling for this two couple, uh, and we had questions we had to go over right. and there was one question I was like, I'm going to ask Ryan and he's going to be super <laughs> excited and it's going to be on the mental and emotional. Perfect. Here we go. Uh, but anyway, so this is what I think about when we're marriage counseling. Cause I know that those poor two kids, like they don't care at all what we're saying. Like they're so in love. They're super excited to get married. And like, <laughs> anyway. we scheduled another time three months after they've been married. I feel like that's going to be way more. Yeah. It's going to be way better, but all right. here's the question that I have for you. What? do you experience the most shame about personally? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got to answer that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. We're talking about emotional. Oh health. man. I mean, just like sin struggles. So, um, yeah, just things that I feel, um, you know, keep me from growing in my relationship with God, whether that's right. I've, I've shared on the podcast, just feeling, bad about i mean when it comes to emotional health like when i get too competitive just the way that i act towards people so when we're playing ultimate frisbee yeah just being negative like getting on guys and being critical rather than like encouraging them edifying them right just allowing like competition to get me to a a bad place like emotionally where Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not like building people up right i mean that's one thing okay i think that's good yeah here's my question what does the truth about the gospel help you with your shame? And this is what, like, I'd love you to answer that, and then I'm kind of going to tie this still together, and then we're going to take off. But yeah. How does the gospel, like, speak yeah. into the shame that I feel? Exactly. Yeah, just knowing that, like, shame is not from God. That's from the enemy. Um, 
now God's spirit will convict me of, of my sin. And, you know, as the Bible says, like it's his kindness that leads to repentance. So when I, when I sin, when I fall, I can choose whether to listen to the voice of, of shame and, and stay in that place and, and, uh, keep it to myself and like bottle it up. Or I can bring it into the light as we're called to, I have accountability in my life, um, so I share with with those individuals in a safe space because we've created those relationships. And so, just knowing that Jesus died on the cross, right? And you're, his blood, you're forgiven. Yeah, his, his blood was shed for. to to forgive me and right. cleanse me of all unrighteousness. So, yeah. And here's why I wanted to bring up and start this one with this because we're talking like mental like health and understanding that like the shame of your past. Like, although like is true, there is a repentance that we know in the faith that we have. And now does that cover all mental health? No, it doesn't. Like there's things that are really deep and need to be worked through professionally, truly. Uh, But I do feel like there's sometimes in my life where I'm down this rabbit hole of like frustration and just things aren't going my way. And then understanding what Jesus has already done for me helps me put it in different perspective. So we can start the podcast now there, I think, after mental, like, thinking through that, like, where are you in, the like, eternity? And yeah. what, have, what have we already put our faith and trust in helps us have this kind of conversation, at least for me. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, and even just as I was getting ready to talk about this, just even asking myself, like, what am I currently doing to care for myself mentally and emotionally? Because I think as men, we oftentimes view ourselves as yeah we view ourselves as martyrs of Mm -hmm. like i've just i gotta be strong whatever however we define strong and we don't we don't live vulnerably we don't live in community with other men where we can be our true selves and um because we feel like we have to be strong for our wives or for our kids but like to be strong for them and to really um build them up it's like we have to first invest in our own health and well-being and so even just that something we talk about all the time on this is just what does it look like to live an authentic life? And it's this idea of like knowing who you truly are. And that's why we talk about core values and your personal mission statement. And you just come, come face to face with like, yes, your strengths, but also your flaws Mm -hmm. and just understanding being honest with yourself and then vulnerable with others on the things that make you who you are. Mm -hmm. And if it's okay with you, can I share it? So there's a book. Yeah, love it. Like I said, not an expert on here. This is I'm kind of just like hitting the tip of the iceberg in my knowledge and understanding of this topic, which is kind of ironic because the book that I'm going to talk about has an iceberg. It has. An, it, it truly does. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah, the iceberg that the Titanic hit. But um, <laughs> there's a book uh, called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's by Peter Scazzaro. And he, he essentially makes the case that it's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature, which that, yeah, that hits home for me. Um, so I want to share an expert from an excerpt from his book where he uses the life of Joe DiMaggio, baseball player, mm. to highlight the temptation of hiding behind like a false self right. or per, a pers- persona, if you will, yeah. and then like the consequences that follow. So, yeah, it says... Uh, One of my heroes growing up was Joe DiMaggio, a baseball player from the New York Yankees. Although he played for my dad's generation, stories and legends circulated for decades throughout my childhood and teen years. 
They placed him firmly as the great, greatest living baseball player of the 20th century, a larger-than-life hero in American sports history. Crowds erupted into applause at his very entrance into a restaurant or public event. News reporters, year after year, praised his extraordinary talent in baseball as if he were a god. A final jewel was added to his earthly crown when one of the most beautiful women of the day, Marilyn Monroe, became his wife. After Joe's death, however, a devastating biography of his life was published. It related in vivid detail how Joe's image management right up to his dying days at the age of 83 was all a mask. It hit an egocentric, competitive, greedy, selfish man driven by power and money. In Joe DiMaggio, The Hero's Life, author Richard Ben Kramer details the flatness of Joe's life because of his commitment to show nothing but a shiny surface of his own devising. Anyone who attempted to penetrate that surface was met with silence, exclusion, or rage. The story of Joe DiMaggio, the icon, was well known. The story of Joe DiMaggio, the man, had been buried. Who knows what negative core beliefs Joe might have carried with himself. I doubt Joe DiMaggio himself even knew. However, one thing is sure, his life was both a lie and a tragedy. What is perhaps more tragic is that so many of us who are followers of Jesus Christ also remain trapped within the layers of our false self. So, yeah, I just wanted to share that because, it, I mean, it's a powerful story. It's like a man who, by the world standards, had everything. Yes, and, and how yet, lonely he yeah, was. Yeah, how lonely he was because he didn't know who he was and wouldn't allow anyone to else to truly know him. Uh. So when we kind of talk about mental and emotional health, it really brings in the idea of knowing who you are, good and bad and ugly, and just being honest with others about that and, yes. and seeking to grow and mature with accountability. There's not enough money or fame in the world right. that would make me want to be Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. Like isolated, lonely, and like, ugh. Yeah. Just feels so sad. And even just the pressure yes. that you can't escape of like, uh, what if someone finds out who I truly am? Bringing it to the light like could have been so, th- I mean, how scary it would have been because yep. he put up all these walls, but how therapeutic it could have been like, hey, I need to talk to somebody about this yeah, and let people in. That would be like my one of my biggest thing, I think, for this takeaway. We'll talk about it again later, I'm sure, is like bring it to the light. Like if you're feeling trapped and isolated and alone, it's like uh, the old... National Geographic is like a gazelle <laughs> that just breaks off from the herd and like, oh, that cheetah's hunting that thing down. Yeah. Like, there's so much comfort in a community of un- people know. Like, there's three questions that I've been kind of like pondering recently, and I think this is all universal, but we all want to be known, yeah. I think. Like, we want to be truly known, we want to be truly accepted, and we want to matter. Like we truly want our lives to matter in here. And that's why I think we've all put, like you and I have put our faith and trust in Jesus because mm-hmm. it answers those three things very quickly and helps us have not only an identity, gives us a calling, and then it gives us an assignment to do that's meaningful, not yeah. just to our life, but for a kingdom and eternity after. Right. That makes me more excited. But poor Joe, like trying to capture all of this and keep this facade how isolated and alone he must have felt. Yeah. And I even think of like the part mm. where I talked about crowds just erupting in applause. None of those people actually knew him. So they no. were praising him for his accolades, but they didn't actually like know who he was. Wow. So it's like he, right. they were praising him, but like they weren't his friends. Right. Or think know? about like Facebook. 
Facebook. Yeah. Like you're getting all these applauses and they don't all really these follows. Know. Yes, yeah. What, all these thumbs is. up. What in the world? <laughs> yeah. Wow. All these pokes. I get pokes. Do you get pokes? No, I don't <laughs> get pokes. <laughs> Not a lot of pokes are happening over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't get pokes. <laughs> hey, this is Philip And Ryan. Taking a quick break from our episode to bring you a huge announcement. Registration for our live experiences is now open. That's great, Philip. What are the experiences? I'm glad you asked, Ryan. We're offering two experiences. The Uncommon Escape is just that, a 16-hour escape that will disrupt your daily routine with a fun competition and exercises for personal growth. All while you get to know fellow uncommoners, you'll walk away with three things. Renewed energy and focus, authentic friendships and like-minded men, actionable tools to enhance your relationships and attain worthwhile goals. That sounds fun. What's the other experience? The other option is our Elevate experience, the one I'm personally excited about. It's a 48-hour retreat specifically geared towards men desiring to go further, faster, and have a ton of fun in the process. You'll enjoy unique experiences and elevate your personal growth through expert coaching and intensive hands-on training. You will walk away with three things. Once-in-a-lifetime experiences, a six-month action plan to achieve your most transformative goals, and a clear, defined sense of identity and purpose in your life. Wow, that sounds uncommon and awesome. How do I get in on this? Another great question. Uh, Use the link in the show notes and fill out your application. Once we review your application and you're accepted, we'll reach out with the next steps. We're only taking eight men on each experience, so get your application in ASAP and take that next step to your uncommon journey today. So I think even just to maybe bring it back to our own experiences and lives, like maybe just taking some time to reflect and share, like what are the things that we're currently doing to care for ourselves, like mentally and emotionally? Yeah. Right. Uh, so we have a Bible study at church or like we have called a connection group that we've been in for, oh man, 10 years. Uh, that are just really good people that you just do life with. So like if there's things, accountability groups we'll have in those. Yeah. It's funny because we're in a sabbatical year right now. Um, so kind of just taking a break from that. But we'll jump back in that probably three or six months. I put a lot of life into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also say like even the people that are closest to me today, like not like a theory, but like truly today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I went to lunch with a guy like, hey, this is what's going on right now. Like just being upfront. Here's what's happened in my life. One, they feel closer to me than they would have if I don't share that. Yeah. And I can be honest with them in a point where then you have an environment where they can be honest with you, yeah. which is even more important like to me. psychological safety. Yes, because I don't want you to think I have it all together. I do not. Right. In fact, here's what's going on in the struggles that I'm having currently and the things in my marriage that I'm seeing that I could do better at or mm. uh, please help me not eat nine cookies. <laughs> uh, things like that. Yeah. But it it attracts people more than what I think the Satan wants you to think that like, don't tell people what's really going on. Right, you'll be Nobody rejected. Gonna, you're going to be rejected. Yep. Nobody's going to like you. Nobody's going to accept you. Um, but how opposite that actually is yep. and how more I think close they feel with you because they're, you're being honest with them. You don't have to have a facade. There is no facade. And so, so to me, whoever's in front of me today is going to get the real Philip. Yeah. There's no chameleon Philip. Um, it's, it's who I am. And then also surrounding myself with people that do life with me, uh, because this is kind of lonely. Like you can make this world a very lonely place if, if you want to be. And if you're Joe DiMaggio, yeah. um, but if you're authentic and real, 
how this world opens up to the fact that other people are struggling with the same thing too. And you can work together to try to further it better. And yeah. So to me, I would say my, my church community friends, uh, just my friends in general, and I have uh, seem to have great friends to really cares and, and even random people who will ask me like, Hey, you look tired. Are you okay? Like, mm. I love that text. Mm. Like, just honestly, sometimes I run so hard, I just don't know. I don't look. For like, I just got done boxing. Yeah. yeah. Call back VR to call back here. to last episode. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think first thing that came to mind was just the idea of rest. Like we just need rest. Like so, obeying God's command to honor the Sabbath. So committing one day a week just to not work that requires faith in God. It reinforces like my reliance on Him just recharges me or it refuels me. Um, God is so faithful to take that day that I'm not working and then multiply it over the course of the next week and just help me be productive. Another thing that the book Emotionally Healthy Spirituality talks about is this idea of the daily office. So it's kind of just like a mini Sabbath. So stopping for a time each day just to surrender to God and trust. So for me, that looks like just committing time first thing in the morning to spend maybe an hour, it, it differs from day to day. And that's an important thing to point out is like, don't be super legalistic about it and, and give yourself grace if like you miss a day, but mm-hmm. um, try to make up, make it up, you know, at another time. But for me, it's just being in the word, journaling, prayer. We've talked about mm-hmm. do the exercise of affirmations and visualization. So I, I reflect on those um, meditation, which so it's a buzzword. It has some negative mm-hmm. stigma to it, but I'm not like doing om or anything like that. I'm not chanting mantras, but when I say meditation, I mean, even David meditated on God's word in mm-hmm. the Psalms. And so, yeah, meditating on God's truth, reflecting on my core values, which are faith, authenticity, devotion, humor, freedom, discovery, stewardship, I wrote those down. I didn't. I should have them memorized. But, right, right. If, uh, if Ryan asked me what mine are, we got a problem. I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just that's why you meditate on them because then it helps you remember them. It ingrains them more in your thought processes. Um, so, and then I would say, lastly, just like to better my mental health is just limiting my screen time and oh, that's good, just man. social media and just like the negative noise. Mm. Um, I'm not uh, on most social media, so I don't have TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat. I've I've had some of those things in the past, and they didn't serve me, so I got rid of them. And I, I'm not saying any of them are inherently bad, but I just think you need to be conscious Super of like conscious, how it's affecting right. your right. your mentality. And I even recently went as far as just to like take internet off my phone uh, because I was just on it all the time, mm-hmm. and just that mindless scrolling and being on it. And I honestly feel like I've gotten a lot of my mind back from just not having that on there. So even just having set times during the day where you're like, all right, this is when I can be on my computer for work or even for entertainment or or watch some TV. But just try to have like boundaries around those things. I think is going to benefit you big time. Good. At one of the points in this, uh, in these, episodes i want to have like a this the most challenging challenge we'll ever challenge anybody with and i have one that i'm not going to share and i want people if you listen to that 
podcast, you have to do the challenge. I would just, that would be what I like. I'm just saying that for future. So I don't do know. do like a will. warning disclaimer It'd at the like beginning of the episode. Like, do not go on if you're not willing to do this. <laughs> and then we'll have like a, somehow if we'll know who's going to do the vow or something, like it would be very interesting. Uh, but thank you for sharing. That's really, really, but you're really not going to say what it is yet. What? You're not going to say what it is yet? No, oh, no, okay. no. This isn't at the time, okay. Ryan. Don't, I don't know what it is, so I'm intrigued. Oh, man, aren't we? Uh, anyway, it would be very, very good for everything. All six pillars it would be great for. And that's why I was like, what can we do to like oh. challenge people? But that's for another episode. Um, those four things are amazing. And like mental health, if you're struggling, I would just say, man, reach out to somebody. Um, and maybe maybe the one that I didn't say on those three... Of we want to be known, we want to be appreciated, or we wanted to be fully known, we want to be accepted, we want to matter. And I think that there's an inherent thing that we're all, we want to help people. And that's where I'm like, I don't know if everybody wants to do that or if that's just me, but I think there's more people that want to help people than not. So if you are struggling, I would say bring it to light. Um, then I would say surround yourself with a community that you know, like, and trust. Yep. Third thing is rest. You said it, I think it's important resting like we are all so weak people and like we have a god that doesn't rest but we need to and so how humbling that is to know that every day i have to go to sleep like it's just embarrassing but it's true like that's how weak we are and and then lastly the screen time i think it's really cool to think about that and knowing how big of a problem that is uh in this day and age is is it's it's really important yeah yeah there are there are many many studies and i don't have the statistics in front of me but i think i kind of liken it to the culture of smoking cigarettes like mm. back in the 50s 60s and like it was almost like celebrated it was like if your doctor smokes marlboro reds you should too and uh, then like decades later, later yeah all this eye-opening research is like we were killing ourselves and i think like we're already starting to see those studies done and those statistics of like how detrimental uh screen time and just apps are to our mental health Mm -hmm. so and your mental health is just as important as your physical health yeah so yeah so we're not experts on this right but i feel like it's fun to talk about and it's fun to give people an avenue to be honest and authentic so great great episode you did great those four those four points i think are a good place to start um and again if you ever have any questions like ryan and i are right here like we're not going anywhere the uncommon's not going anywhere we're here to try to pour into ourselves and our lives and a perspective that is maybe a little different than the world is giving to us. Mental health is, is one of those things that needs to be talked about. So what's your closing thoughts? Yeah. I just think we're trying to be a part of the conversation. We don't have all the answers, but we really just want to foster a community of crowdsource wisdom. And so we're excited to have some experts on and help us think about this uh, in different ways and and figure out how we can improve and how we can encourage others. And yeah, it's just important to have a conversation. how we can support somebody that's going through a mental, you know, issue or unhealthiness and like, how can we help? Yeah. Because I want to. For sure. So you've been listening to the Uncommon Podcast. I've been your host, Philip. I'm Ryan. Until next time.